Hey, City Church family, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to thank you for listening to City Church Together, and if you have been encouraged by the podcast in any way, would you let us know? Send us a text at 615-809-1210. Tell us your name, where you're listening from, and a story or just a little bit about how the podcast has encouraged you. Again, that number is 615-809-1210. Now let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, City Church. This is City Church Together. And we're here today to celebrate Christmas. Tiny Tim and all the trimmings. It is, uh, I want to say Matthew, but it's not Matthew. That's the book of the Bible, Ben. It's December 21st. It's a Tuesday, I believe. So many great things have happened on Tuesdays throughout history. This is one of them we add to it today. Why am I doing this accent? I don't really know other than it feels very Christmassy. And now I will stop this accent. I hope you enjoyed my Christmas Carol accent. It is the week of Christmas, and I've got one more uh, podcast today coming to you today from our daily Bible reading, which I Christmased up for you this year. Um, So we're going to be in Matthew chapter 2 with probably um, one of the least paid attention to passages of the Christmas story because it does not translate into a Precious Moments nativity scene. Um, so we're going to go um, down to uh, verse chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, and I'm going to read until the end of the chapter. Verse 13, after they were gone, and a, uh, that, that is the wise men, after the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, get up, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt. And stay there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and escaped to Egypt. He stayed there until Herod's death, so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he realized that he had been outwitted by the wise men, flew into a rage. He gave orders to massacre all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, in keeping with the time he had learned from the wise men. Then what was spoken through the Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be consoled because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, because those who intended to kill the child are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and entered the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in, uh, in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. Then he went and settled in a town called Nazareth to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets, and he that he would be called a Nazarene. That is the word of the Lord from Matthew chapter 2. So that is the end of the wise men story and really... Um, probably the end of the um, probably the end of uh, what we would what we would qualify as the nativity story. And again, that this story does really does not get that much attention, does not get told much because it is just ridiculously unpleasant. It is Herod going out to slaughter um, 
It's, it's called the slaughter of the innocents, and it's, it's Herod going out to kill all of these um, boys who are two years old or younger. Um, that does not, um, it just, again, it doesn't play well in grandma's nativity set. So what are we to make of this, um, of this passage um, in Matthew? Well, a couple of things that I want to point out. My apologies as I... Um, Pause here and there. I'm flipping back and forth between the original version of this quoted passage, and I keep losing my place. Even though I have two bookmarks in my Bible, neither of them are in the place that they should be. Um, I'm also trying not to lose my computer in my lap, which I will now close. Hey, everybody, you ever been on a podcast where the guy doesn't know what he's doing and he's just closing things? And all right, you're on one now. Congratulations. Okay. We're back. Now I just have my Bible, and I am now putting bookmarks in places so I don't lose you guys again. Thank you for being with me. Again, today's show is brought to you by the Serial Life. Get one today. Okay. Um, Matthew chapter 2. So um, it says here that, again, first, first thing, first question I have is for Joseph. Like, man, Joseph, you dream a lot. You know, what, what are you on, like the malaria medicine? What's going on here? This guy is having some vivid dreams. Um, and he is warned um, that Herod wants to kill the Christ child. Um, once Herod gets word, again, that the, um, that the wise men, the magi, um, have evaded him and sort of used him, he goes, gets in an angry tear, sends out the message that all the baby boys are to be slaughtered in and around Jerusalem. And then we get to this passage in verse 18, which is where I want to center today, where it says, What was spoken to the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be consoled because they are no more. Wow. This is a lot of pain and darkness surrounding the Christ child. Um, it is bringing all of the questions of the Old Testament right into the New Testament. Um, like, how does God let this happen? Um, and not only that, this is these children are, are being killed because Herod is seeking to kill the Christ child. Um, so it, it, it seems to be almost the reverse of the cross, where Jesus died in our place, now all of these children are dying in Jesus' place. Um, how can this be? How confusing is this? It's dark. It's painful. And yet here it is in our Bible. Um, right after that, we have more talk of death where we see that King Herod dies. Um, and once King Herod dies, Joseph gets a dream again, and he is um, told that all is well. He gets a little nervous and decides to settle in Nazareth. The other theme that's here is these two, um, the, the fulfillment of prophecy. So not only do we have, um, not only do we have the, the passage from Jeremiah that is fulfilled here, but also um, what is fulfilled uh, from, uh, gosh, I think it's in the prophet Micah. Um, uh, it's either that or... Zechariah, uh, where it says, out of Egypt, I have called my son. Um, and then finally, that he, um, that Jesus would be born in Nazareth. So there's this theme of God has made these promises long ago, and all through the events of history, God is fulfilling his promise. There's that theme. There's the theme of um, death, these people being killed and dying and lives being threatened um, that runs 
through this um, of death and of pain. Um, so for context, without j- explaining every word of what that, pr- that prophecy from Jeremiah means, um, I do want to read you, I do want to read you what directly follows that passage in Jeremiah. So this is in Jeremiah chapter 31. Um, first we get in verse 15, a voice was heard in Ramah. This, this is what the Lord says, a voice was heard in Ramah, a lament with bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no more. Now, directly after that, listen to this. This is what the Lord says. Keep your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for the reward for your work will come. This is the Lord's declaration. And your children will return from the enemy's land. Later on in chapter 31, we get the, um, the new covenant, actually in 3131. Look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. When I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, this one will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors on the day I took them by the hand and laid them out of the land of Egypt. Sound familiar? My covenant that they broke, even though I am their master. The Lord's declaration. Instead, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel in those days. The Lord's declaration. I will put my teaching with them then and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And then later on, for I will forgive their iniquity and never again remember their sin. That is from Jeremiah 31. All right, let's put all of this together. Yes, there is pain. There is darkness in the slaughter of these innocent children by this angry king. And yes, we could ask, why, God, would you allow that? And yet, we are not given a direct answer for that. What we are given in this reference to Jeremiah is the second half of 31, which says, yes, there will be loss. Yes, there will be death. Yes, there will be weeping. But stop your weeping there is, there is a truth and a hope that has come to you that will help you to move past mourning and into joy. And that is the Christ child that survives this. It is the Christ child who will fulfill all of the prophecies. And now you can enjoy, go read about the Messiah who will raise your children back to life. They will receive what they've missed. And he will usher in a new covenant for his people that will not be like Moses' law of old. Instead, it will be written on our hearts. We will have a connection with, an attachment to, a personal invitation into God himself. Therefore, temporary darkness, temporary pain, though we can't answer exactly why, we can know that we will be given hope, joy, and a reason to stop mourning, which will involve the resurrection of all of these little two-year-olds, one-year-olds, and newborns. That is what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And notice at the end, who outlast whom, right? Herod, who was so intent on killing, died. Jesus who was so intent on loving, was crucified. Herod did not resurrect. Jesus did. And he is coming back to judge the living and the dead. He is coming back to make all things new. And just like in these passages, prophecies fulfilled, Jesus is going to come back and make good on his promise to put the world to rights, put us all back together again, and restore even the lost child from their parent. 
Let's meditate on that now and respond to God in prayer. Our Father, it's hard to explain evil, why it happens, why you let it happen. You can't do that. You don't offer that to us. But I am thankful that what you do offer to us is a Jesus who suffered like we did and yet resurrected. What you do offer to us is the hope that death does not have the final word. That light will come into darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. Thank you, God, for that. As we approach Christmas, that is our hope. That Jesus Christ, the light of the world, the logos, the meaning, full of grace and truth. That Jesus Christ will call us to resurrection and he will make the entire world new again. Happy birthday, Jesus. And Merry Christmas. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. City Church, I hope you have a fantastic, fabulous Christmas. I hope it's one that is filled with cheer and joy. Um, And yet, in the middle of that, um, any darkness that that you're experiencing, I hope you hear the words um, of Christ comforting you and the fact of Christ comforting you. I hope his spirit is near to you and that you would pass his spirit on to others. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Merry Christmas, City Church, go and multiply the gospel. Jingle Bell!